Uh, with all of that said now, let's go to the Word of God, keeping uh, the Word that is God's truth in front of us all the time so that we can literally see it uh, is important because that will spiritually anchor us. So, a text that I'm going to go back to in just a moment, Matthew 3, 17. Let us go there now and offer these words unto the glory of God uh, together. Let's read these words responsibly. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Amen and amen. Church, let's go to the Lord in prayer, please. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, how exciting it is to start fresh, to be renewed, for as uh, the band has just told us, oh God, you are the God who makes things all new. Lord, you are the one who can ultimately pave the way toward your glory, toward your goodness, toward salvation. That is not something that man has created or can create alone. That must be something that is totally your own, oh God, that you have to breathe life into that has to be anointed by the Holy Spirit. So as Benton Methodist Church, oh God, we ultimately seek and desire to have Jesus Christ and His Word at the center of everything that we do and to live, as Scripture says, in uprightness of Your truth. Oh God, that is what we want to hold firmly to. That is what we even want to write on our very hearts this day, oh God. But we cannot do it on our own, Lord. You make all things new. So, Lord, we are inviting you in from this point on. Let nothing we do be about vainglory. Let nothing we do uh, conform to the world. Let us make it about your truth and your truth alone. Let's allow, through the power of the gospel, Jesus at the helm, Lord. Let us, let us allow our Savior, to be our guide. Lord, let the Word, O oh God, be a lamp to our feet and a light for our path. Let your Word, O oh God, guide us. For you, O oh God, make all things new. Let us not just say these words any longer, but let us believe them and live them. For you are the one, O oh God, who makes all things new. Praise be to your name. Church, let us now pray the prayer, the model prayer, in fact, that our Lord and Savior gave us, the Lord's Prayer. If you would, please join me now in these holy words. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen and amen. So, church, I am turning now to a, a very familiar passage with it being uh, the baptism of our Lord Sunday, 
the biblical selection for us this day comes from the Gospel of Matthew where John baptizes our Lord Jesus Christ. Out of respect for the Gospel, I'm going to ask if you are able to please stand and let us give honor to our Lord in that way. Hear now these words. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and are you coming to me? But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were open to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. This is the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Amen and amen, and church, you may be seated. So, church, as I was reading and praying my way through this text, there are some powerful truths here that I want to share with you on this baptism of our Lord Sunday that I think are, are very fitting uh, for us uh, this day. And, and, and let, me, let me just uh, share this with you, and this also is, is a truth that we need to hear often, and it's simply this. Scripture uh, is meant to be read, it's meant to be prayed through as we are reading, and it's also meant to be applied as well. So think of the Word of God as it is a lamp to our feet and a light for our path in that way. It's meant to be read, a daily spiritual diet of reading God's Word. Uh, it's meant to be prayed through. For instance, if you are coming to Scripture and something is just boggling your mind, it, it's, it, it's just confusing to you, what I would invite you to do Go to prayer about that particular passage. Go uh, to the Lord in prayer about something that has gotten you hung up about it. And then, of course, apply it. Apply God's Word to your everyday life. So, I, I want to begin uh, with verse 15. There, there's a, a powerful truth here that I want to uh, share with you. So, let's go there now. Please read along with me. Uh, it says this. It says, But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. 
Two things, two things that I, I, I want to share uh, with you. So uh, John was very, very anxious to have uh, Jesus baptize him, a and rightfully so, rightfully so. John knew that he had divine work to do. John knew that he had work for God to do, but he also knew that he was ultimately going to have to step aside so that Jesus could do the work work of his father. So the one thing that I want us to take note of here uh, is simply that Jesus needed to be baptized by John in order to fulfill the prophecies about him, okay? In order to fulfill the ultimate covenant, Jesus needed to be baptized by John, and that is important. Another way of saying that is Jesus ultimately needed to be baptized by John in order to fulfill his Father's perfect will for his life, okay? That is key. That is key. The other thing that I want to say about this verse is very important, and it applies to you and I this day in this very service. When John baptizes Jesus Christ and he immerses him in the Jordan River, I want us to think about that water and the symbolism that baptism has as when Jesus goes down into that water and is fully immersed Water then, baptismal water, is sanctified from that point on. Sanctified or sanctification is a holy word for being made holy. It was set apart from that point on. And whether we remember our baptism or not, okay, whether we were an infant, whether we were a child, a youth, or even an, an adult when we were baptized, I want you to know that water is no mere water. It has been set apart or sanctified and made holy so that we, in a sense, are now a believer in Christ Jesus and have this vow, this commitment, this covenant to serve and to honor him in that way. So just remember, this water that we are coming to, this bowl that has water in it is no mere water because Jesus himself has made it holy. Point number two that I wanted to bring us to that's very important. Let me go to verse 17. L listen, listen to this text. It says this, And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Ah, there we go. Son being S-O-N, not S. UN, but I want to highlight that particular word to say this that when you and I put our faith in Jesus Christ, we have then a common identity, do we not? Now think about this. You and I have a lot of differences, do we not? We have different 
first names. We have different last names. We come from different places, maybe within the state, maybe out of state. But we have this common identity, do we not, in the Son, Jesus Christ, committing our lives and our heart to Jesus Christ. We come with this common identity knowing that in some form or fashion we have fallen short, we have sinned, we are broken, but we come to a table like this, the table of grace we call it, and can be made whole again. You see, that's the commonality, that common identity that we have in Jesus Christ. Now, the world has messed that word identity all up, but identity in Jesus Christ can actually unify, you see, not divide us, because as believers, we come needing Jesus Christ, we come wanting a common ministry and mission for the gospel and the truth that it can provide to a hurting world, and that includes you and I. So know this, church, through the Son, that is Jesus Christ, there is membership then for you and I into the fellowship. The fellowship is the church because we have this common identity, our wanting to seek and to know the king, and that's important. Thirdly, and I'll close with this, let me go back to verse 15, and I'll read it in its entirety, but I want to emphasize and focus on 15b. Listen to this. But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Now pay close attention to what the scripture says here. Then he allowed him. Let me say that again. Then he allowed him. Church, hear me say this. God is giving you and I, through his grace, through his goodness, an opportunity this very morning to be renewed. If the year 2022 has been a rough year for you, if you have had nothing but trial and fire and flood and famine in your life in the year of 2022, this is the day, this is the moment, this is the hour where you say, Lord, maybe I have tried my very best, or maybe I have not given you my best, but in faith and through it all, Lord, I am stepping out and saying, Lord, take me as I am. Renew me, Lord, and then give the rest to God. This is the moment that you and I have as individual believers to be renewed. But this is also a moment that we have as a church 
where we have said we have left a denomination that no longer reflects our values, that no longer reflects the mission and ministry of Jesus Christ. So we are taking a bold step, a very courageous step, and going out on our own. But we cannot do it on our own. We need one another, yes, absolutely, but we also need the power and the anointment upon the Holy Spirit as well to guide us. We need Jesus Christ at the center of what we're doing, who's going to take that helm and guide us through it all. That's renewal, church. That is what we are going to experience here in a moment. So church, it's up to us. It's on us. If we're feeling closed-hearted, can you be ready? Are you ready to open your heart once again and say, Lord, look, someone's failed me. The world's failed me. But I know you and you alone, listen, can renew me. A fresh start, a rebirth can happen, not only for an individual, but for an entire congregation if we allow it. God is giving us the opportunity for renewal. Let us take it. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, oh God, a new chapter, a new beginning, a rebirth, that's an exciting thing. It can also be a scary thing, oh God. Yes, it sounds good on paper. Yes, it sounds good when we talk about it, but when we actually do it, Lord, it ultimately takes more than excitement. It takes deep biblical faith. So, Lord, if we feel as though we're digging in our heels for whatever reason. If we, Lord, for whatever reason are feeling hard-hearted, Lord, if we for whatever reason uh, have a stiff neck, I, I pray through the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord, that you will open us up, Lord, that we can begin trusting again in you, that we, Lord, can trust in you so much, Lord, that we can step out, step out, Lord, and live victoriously. Lord, we know through the power of the Scripture that it has, Lord, that we do not have to look behind us any longer in the rearview mirror, that living victoriously is living for Jesus Christ and knowing, Lord, that your grace, that your glory, and that the Savior is ahead of what we, were do we are doing. So, Lord, we just need to fix our eyes and fix our ears and fix our faith on you. Not on what the world's doing, but what on Je but what on what Jesus is doing now and always. That will give this fresh start victory. That will give this fresh start new life. That will give each and every one of us the strength and the renewal of the spirit that we need. Renewal is at hand. 
in faith. Let us take it and be victorious. To do it, not in vain glory, but to your glory, God's glory always. In Jesus we pray. Amen.